0: Welcome to the Shiz Diggity Podcast. I am your host, Al Del Deegan.
1: And I am Maria Haley, your co-host.
0: Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, This is episode five of the Shiz Diggity Podcast.
1: In this episode, we talk about being enough, what it takes to feel like you are enough, regardless of what stage you're at in your life.
0: Today, Ria, I think uh, we were tossing around ideas for topics and um, one of the things that I wanted to address was this concept that people have that they are not enough and they are constantly looking to other people. You know, I've been, I've been, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I've been hearing people talking about that concept of, you know, Facebook and stuff where people are, especially the younger generations are, you know posting things on social media and then they're like sitting there all day long checking to see how many likes their post got
2: mm-hmm. and it's
0: like they uh, require validation mm-hmm. from their friends and their peers on on what kind of an exciting life they're they're you know presenting and and it gets it gets to be really strange because everybody only only posts on their social media accounts the best the highlights of their life, and so if you don't spend all your time with that person and you only see the highlights of their life then you probably think that they lead this incredible you know fantasy life that's just amazing and all these great things are going on these trips and they're doing all these things and you don't see the other side of it the crappy mm-hmm. side of it where the other thing you know like the stuff that happens to everybody where you know you're having financial difficulties or you're having a relationship issue or you're having family issues and like all these things happen to everybody. But you live in this fantasy world where you don't quite understand. Like you don't you, you got a messed up view of reality because mm-hmm. of what you watch on social media what you see on social yeah, media. Yeah,
1: that's true. I have a friend of mine um who at one point was diagnosed as being bipolar, misdiagnose, misdiagnosed in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and what, she, like everybody else, she posts the happy moments on her social media channels. And I know her, so I know the good and I know the bad. But even looking at her, um, you know, Facebook profile, I caught myself thinking, man, it must be great to be her. She really has a wonderful life. And yet, I know all you know all the darkness that she had to go through, um, and that from time to time she does go through. So, yeah, I think it's really easy for us to um, have a skewed understanding or skewed perception. Perception, yeah, perception of reality when we look at people's social media feeds, um, you know. Having said that, though, you know, just hearing you talk, I remember when my daughter was born and um, all the mom friends that I had, they were on Facebook all the time. And I remember thinking, how do you have time to be on Facebook when you have kids? Like you have a brand new, brand new baby. Like, where do you find the time? I could barely get on there once, once throughout the day um, because I was constantly busy with with my newborn um and i realized i didn't know it then what i realized is that a lot of people use it to escape right mm-hmm. so they are not always posting about themselves but like living vicariously through other people's lives or other people's um perceived lives mm-hmm. and neglecting their own reality you know, like I had heard of a lot, not that this episode talks about this, but I would heard I had heard of a lot of um, um, parents that would leave their kids in front of the TV uh, for hours on end or give them an iPad as soon as, you know, they're old enough to hold it. And those kids, unfortunately, don't know how to uh, really connect with somebody else. Like they can't hold eye contact and they, they don't really know how to engage. You know, they're lacking a lot of social skills. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things like, like anything else, it could be used for good. It could be used for evil and it could easily suck you in.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, you, you're, you're bringing up some concepts that I was thinking of talking about in a future show, but one of the things that, that you're, you're bringing it back to is the fact that it's not, everybody Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like everybody's doing this the wrong way or that there's this fact that there's good things it's like it's like anything right it's like nuclear technology can be used for good and it can be used for evil right like everything has two sides to it but i think what i started talking about was this concept of a person looking for validation from all of their peers and friends and family and what have you, mm. because they don't have a self-image or a self-concept that that's solid, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about in one of our previous episodes about people wanting to date and, and feeling like somebody's going to complete them, when in reality they need to be loving themselves and, and understanding that they have to be happy and at one with themselves before they can actually have a good relationship with someone else yeah marissa peer who's a psychologist and a, and a, a health she helps a lot of people um, through a lot of issues she talks about being enough mm-hmm. and uh, you know she talks about taking some lipstick and writing i am enough on your bathroom mirror so that every day you're reminded that you are enough mm-hmm. you don't have to answer to somebody else you don't have to be validated by your parents or your or your siblings mm-hmm. or or whatever you as a human being are everything that you need to be
2: mm-hmm.
0: and actually if you tie that like lately we we've, we've been talking a lot about things like the 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 secret the the law of attraction and and a lot of people are realizing now that, that the law of attraction that whole concept is really it's bunk if you don't actually do anything about it. The law of attraction is about um, you know believing deeply and visioning and, and holding positive and being uh, strong and focused on what you want to achieve in your life. But if you only do that by sitting on your couch with your eyes closed dreaming and you don't actually do anything you don't mm-hmm. start that business, you don't go to that networking event, you don't do the best that you can do with yeah. your job, then that law of attraction is never going to happen. It's yeah. like expecting to win the lottery without buying a lottery ticket.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: On that same note, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're living your life looking for validation from everyone else or someone else, someone, maybe some, some specific person, I should say, that's A horrible way to live your life you know and we always talk about being happy and how being on earth and going through your life the the main goal really is to be happy Mm -hmm. and to and to do what you can to be happy without being at someone else's expense of course yeah but being happy is impossible if you spend all of your time trying to get the Validation. well it's not
1: it's not lasting happiness right but like but let's let's look at how kids are brought up they go into a school system where they're graded and they're compared to their other peers now kids that get very high marks are rewarded celebrated favored so that sends the message right away to the to these you know beautiful young souls you have to be you have to perform at this level to get extra attention. And extra attention is usually uh, interpreted as, as love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or even extra extra kindness, because kids that get high marks, they get to have, you know, they get to go to special school events, or they get maybe treats from the teachers or something else. So from a very young age, we're all taught that you need to reach a certain level, you need to your worth right Mm -hmm. yep and and then like even as adults like i mean of course there's media magazines and so on but let's you go on facebook and there's always ads like self-improvement self-help ads right so just like makeup ads and fashion ads what are they telling you you're not good enough Mm -hmm. you know let's focus on what's going wrong in your life because that that proves to you that you're not good enough Instead of, and obviously it's a money machine, right? We all get it. Instead of, hey, what's going right in your life? Let's focus on what's going right in your life because the more you focus on that, the better your life is going to get and the happier you're going to be. But nobody really goes out and says that to you, right? It's always like, oh, are you struggling with money? Does your relationship suck? Are you lonely? You know, are you not... You know, not as thin as you want to be, or not as muscular as you want to be. Is your hair not as you know buoyant and and has have volume as much as you want it to be? To be, we live. Unfortunately, it's just the world that we live in. But you know, the other side of things, we, when you come across somebody who really doesn't care what other people think about them, we call them assholes. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it
0: depends how they carry themselves, right? It does, but, but it, it in in truth like subconsciously we have admiration and respect for somebody who yeah. doesn't give a crap what other people yeah,
1: think yeah yeah but but a part of, part of us i think is the ego part we're we're pissed yeah. what do you mean you don't value my opinion yeah of course you should care what i think about you yeah i'm i'm somebody aren't i yeah. you know what i yeah. mean yeah so then it makes you feel like like, you're not enough. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's just that they don't care. They, yeah. They're like, I am who I am. I don't care who likes me, who doesn't like me. I'm not here to please anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to live my life.
0: And if that's if that's what they truly believe, then kudos to them. Yeah. If they're just saying that, like, I've known people who say that all the time. Right. And they're literally just hiding the fact that they care more than anything in the world about yeah, what other yeah. people think. But if they truly believe that and if you can achieve that if that's your your goal of achievement in life is to get to the point where you're just living your life and enjoying it and you don't really care what other people mm. think that's a pretty good place to be that's that's an achievement right that's that's i know that i'm worth it like like i, yeah, I yeah. know what my worth is and 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 i feel good about myself
1: yeah like, yeah but let, let, let's let's talk about a personal example our daughter, right? We're always telling her, "Don't care what other people think. <clears throat> if they don't like your outfit, if they don't like your hair, if they don't like your te- that you- that you're a teacher's pet." But what do we tell her? <laughs> you're too loud. <laughs> you talk too much, right? You're you're um, too opinionated. So we're g- unfortunately we're giving her mixed messages. On the one hand, as her parents, we need to guide her. Um, but also, you know, we're telling her like, don't care what other people think, except for us. Care what we think, but don't care what everybody else thinks.
0: Well, I don't know if it's that cut and dry because we were just talking about this yesterday or the day before. Is the fact that people will often talk to fill to fill the air with something because they feel really, really uncomfortable right. when someone's not talking. Right. And and they feel like they're not part of the conversation and they're not valued if 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 people aren't listening to them. Mm. And so they talk just to be just to to hear themselves talk and to fill those voids, right? And I was talking I was mentioning to you the other day that when we get up in the morning and we're downstairs and we're making I'm making breakfast before I or I'm making my lunch before I go mm. to work and the boys are making their lunches and it's like you could hear a pin drop other than, you know, somebody mm. opening a package or something. We're just quietly you know, waking up in the morning and just doing our job, just doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And then our daughter comes down the stairs and it's like the rest of the morning is filled with chat, 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 mm-hmm. chat, chat, chat. Like she just has to be talking all the time.
1: Right, right. I think I think in her case, it's it's a call for engagement. It's a call for connection. I think in her case, she feels like she's not um, connecting enough or yeah, like I, I'm not sure if she interprets it as love, but definitely connection, and I and think that that's makes why. Sense
0: that makes perfect sense. But how do we as parents somehow enlighten her on the fact that that's actually turning the engagement farther off?
1: Right? Well, you know, I think we're on the right track, and I think that this applies to everybody, uh, us included. You know, everybody has personality traits that can be used in the right way. Or in a way that's not so um, valuable to your happiness. Like it's it's not conducive to your happiness. And I think learning when to be stubborn, when to talk back, when to not listen to somebody else's opinion, when to take someone else's opinion into consideration. I think that's the key, right? It, it's being strong enough. And aware enough to tune into yourself and say, how do I feel about this? How does my body, how does my heart feel about this? My gut, not my head, right? Like I I know that especially as children, they all want to fit in. And even as adults, we want to fit in with our peers. But how do I feel about this? And then acting on that mm. and, and not on anything else.
0: That's a very solid skill to, to learn, mm. but How many people do you know that have that skill? Well, I think one, maybe. (laughs) I I don't.
1: I think it's (laughs) maybe a
0: point five.
1: It's one of those things that you keep developing, right? Like I, I think I had it when I was very young, and I think it was I I slowly turned away from it because of, you know, the the way that I was brought up. I wasn't brought up being told, you know, what does your gut tell you? What does your heart tell you? How does that resonate with you? I was brought up being told, uh, do as you're told you know, don't embarrass the family kind of thing. It's all about the the family. Um, but I think we're doing that differently with, with our kids. You know, like, I know I'm consciously now, instead of giving our daughter advice when she comes home with a problem, I'm consciously taking a step back and saying, well, how does that make you feel? And how would you want to be treated if you were in that situation? And what do you think the best way is to handle it? okay, if you went with that course of action, what do you think the possible outcome might be? You know, and sometimes I have to help her out in, in exploring possible outcomes because as adults, we kind of have a, an idea of how something's gonna go because we've experienced it, but you know, a younger child may not. But yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting because I know that, you know, like I've, I've always been slim my whole life. Like I've always been teased that I'm, you know, skinny. Um, but everywhere I, I look, I would see ads and, and, uh, programs for weight loss, like everywhere I look. And then most recently I started thinking, God, well, maybe I should lose weight, you know? And then I had to catch myself and go, wait a minute. Like, really? <laughs>
0: Please don't lose weight. Cause yeah. then you'll turn sideways and I won't be able to see you anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what is wrong with this picture? Yeah. What the hell happened to make me think that I need to lose weight? Like, I'm slightly underweight for, for my height.
0: Mm-hmm. But people in society don't see um, slim as a problem. They see overweight as a problem. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's mainly because of the way people eat nowadays. They don't yeah. eat healthy. They eat junk. They eat processed food. Yeah. They eat sugar. They eat McDonald's. And, and and they are very overweight. Like mm-hmm. obesity is a major issue in the United States specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, in Canada, it's not much better. But at least, probably because of our government and our on our um, the way the government ma- manages the way that mm. that people are allowed to bring food product into you know society, there's a little bit more regulation. Yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, I don't know why it is the way it is, but we have. A lot of junk food in in our part of the world as well. But the, the obesity doesn't seem to be as major of an issue as it is in the States. Yeah. In reality... If a person is very underweight,
1: it's just as bad. It's,
0: it can be just as bad. They can be. Mm-hmm. They can have issues with circulation. They can yeah. have issues with um, mineral deficiencies. Yeah, it's malnutrition. Bones. To, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And
1: same thing with obesity, right? Like, it's, there's malnutrition. You're getting more junk. You're not getting enough of the building blocks that you need to be healthy. Yep. Yeah. And so both are equally bad. Yeah.
0: I think it goes back to that. Concept of a self-image and, and like what we started talking about in the beginning is people needing validation, and mm-hmm. if a magazine shows you this airbrushed picture of this beautiful female figure, and they're like, you get imprinted with that, mm-hmm. right? And I can't remember if we talked about this on a show in the past, but talking, I mean, I've talked to you in the past about this, but women, women are always. Getting that impression of what what they're supposed to look like. What men
1: are looking for in a woman. The
0: the magazines and such are telling women the way they're supposed to look. Obviously, it's because that's what men desire. But what people don't consider, and what I was trying to tell you the other day, was people don't look at it on the men's side of things, too. Because why do men desire that, right? Because when you look at FHM, Maxim, Playboy etc, etc. All these men's quote unquote men's magazines. Mm. What do you see in there? You see mm-hmm. the ideal female is, is a, a, a slim, slightly curvy, a little bit muscular, 19 to 25 year old female mm. acting like wearing a, wearing a little schoolgirl skirt or, or, you know, dressed fairly, Um, sexually promiscuously or whatever men see that all through their their childhood and growing up and in magazines men also see that and they're subconsciously trained to understand that that's the ideal woman Mm. If, if you were to win the lottery of women it would look like this yeah and you know people Especially feminists and that kind of thing, are, they they harp on how men are trying to make women look like this. Well, guys are trained to believe that's what women should look like, mm. right? And if you look at other cultures, if you go up to um, you know way up north in 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 northern Canada where where the Inuits and that live, they don't look at skinny women as healthy and desirable, they look at skinny women as something's wrong with them because it's freezing cold up here. They're not going to survive without some body fat on them. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, you're, you're so unhealthy looking. Right. But then if you go down to California and you're walking on the beach, anybody who has that extra fat on them is going to be, is going to be looked down upon uh, because they're they're overweight. They're not that fit, slim, tight yeah, little body. Yeah,
1: you know, I I look forward to living in a world where we don't let um, media dictate what we should look for mm-hmm. in the opposite sex exactly. or or in each other. Yeah. And and like maybe I'm naive to think that one day, maybe one day, we that's will, a we,
0: utopian future. Yeah, call
1: we, it. <laughs> we will have we'll have this society where. We focus on each other's strengths and we celebrate who the person is on the inside, not um, what they look like on the outside.
0: Yeah. Oddly enough, the internet and online dating and what have you has actually, in some respects, made that better because people are actually getting to know somebody through like messaging mm. and communicating through a computer long before they actually meet in person.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: so, you know, obviously the person is going to put up their best photo Mm -hmm. and yeah, it may be 10 years old when they were 15 pounds lighter or whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. The point is for whatever reason, the person on the other end decided to take a look and, and have a conversation and then a conversation develops and then you, you, you literally fall in love with the person. And yes, you may have an image in your mind of of what they they do look like. It, it, that's kind of irrelevant. The only time it becomes a problem is when you finally meet the person in person, and you're and you're like, oh my god! Like I think you fall know, in whatever. love with
1: your um, idea of who that person is because you know our brain likes to fill in the gaps. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think you really know somebody until you've lived with them for well over a year. I think that's when you start to see. The person's I don't know, depth, mm-hmm. how they react to certain situations, yeah. what are they like on a really bad day, yeah. right? Like, yeah. what do they look like? Yeah. How do they act? What if they're really miserable and hurting and disappointed in life and themselves? What are they like? Do they lash out? Do they do they need space? Like, do they reach for help? You know, I think that's when you really know what a what what a person's like. But yeah. Anyways, back to back to you know, being good enough. I find that even now I have to readjust my thinking on a regular basis to um, telling myself, no, I am good enough. You know, I, I'm, I am pretty enough. I am smart enough. I am wealthy enough. Everything that I, that I want in my life, I have to focus and go, no, this is enough. Mm-hmm. I may want more, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. But I'm not going to obsess about it. Yeah. I'm going to focus on what I have, and and what is going right, especially with with me as a person. You know, like confidence, as you know, has been has been something that that I've been working on, and so that's an area that I tell myself, no, I'm enough. I'm enough to go and speak to somebody who's a giant uh, business success and pick their brain. Um, you know usually I get thoughts of God, they're going to think I'm so stupid. You know, who, who am I? Like what have I accomplished to go up there and talk to them? Yet somebody else looks at me and thinks the same thing about themselves and go, wow, she's so accomplished. Like who am I going to go talk to her? And it's certainly not, not how I see myself. I think you bring up
0: a really interesting point. Maybe, maybe I'm just seeing it, but the point being there's a difference between wanting to achieve more in your life wanting to become better and more successful and Mm -hmm. um you know smarter and more educated and all that and obsessing over it yeah right but it's just as bad if you go if you're like i rock i'm good and and you have no desire to improve that's sort of like the opposite problem right yeah. It's like it's like you're narcissistic or whatever and you believe that you you already rock the world and everybody has uh, you know they should be blessed that they get to even talk to you right That's the, the total opposite end of the scale yeah and, and fortunately there's not as many people on that end of the scale as as there is on the other end of the scale but they the, the fact that people try to improve regardless of where they are, is a good thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and so the very very first time you have to do public speaking perhaps it's in, in your elementary school class and you're asked to present on show and tell day mm-hmm. or whatever that mm-hmm. very first presentation you do you may do well and you may not do well
1: mm-hmm. but that
0: doesn't matter what matters is that next time you do a little bit better than you did the first yeah. time And by the time you're an adult and you're working in a business or what have you, um, you need to start looking at it as a skill that you can sharpen and that you can improve. And, and the same goes for your looks, um, you know, your, your, your keep or sorry, your, your personal hygiene and your upkeep on yourself. What, what, tends to happen i think is is people when they're single and they're looking for a mate they spend a lot of time and effort being healthy and 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 making themselves look good and dress up nice and whatever and then when they finally get married they let it go it's like oh i'm married now i don't mm-hmm. have to i don't have to worry about that anymore mm-hmm. and i think that is at any point in your life where you, where you think, okay, I, I'm good. I don't have to do anything anymore. That's, that's not a good place to be either. You know, you should always be trying to improve. I think there's
1: categories, right? Like you might be happy with your relationship. You might be happy with your finances, but maybe you think, you know what? I can get into better shape. Like I'm getting up there now and I don't want to creak when I walk. So I I think I could do more yoga or more, you know, go to the gym more often. I think there's always an area of improvement.
0: But it's not just an area. Like you said, okay, maybe your relationship's good and maybe your financial situation's good. Well, what if you stop putting any effort in your relationship or you stop putting effort in your financial situation? What happens?
1: It's not, not about not putting effort into it. It's about not putting any extra effort into it right like if we, they say that focus on one area in your life that you want to improve put all your extra energy into that area and improve it get it to where you want it to be where you're satisfied with it okay and then move on to another area that you want to improve
0: and that's genius as long as you're still maintaining oh, all the other Well areas. for
1: sure without a doubt like you can't i mean to me that's just Common sense, (laughs) of course you would maintain all.
0: We just talked about that this morning. Yeah.
1: Common common sense
0: isn't that common.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Anyways, for sure you have to maintain everything else. But I think there's a difference between thinking, you know, I'd like to improve this in myself versus coming at something going, I'm broken. I'm defective. There's something wrong with me. I'm lacking. That's a nice point. Somebody fix me.
0: That's a really good point. You know, and You're not I, broken, you just need improvement in that area.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But those, you know, unfortunately, and, and I, you know, I've been there, been that person that's like, I'm broken, I'm not enough, I need to be fixed, and, and I'd go from person to person to person, hoping, praying that they can fix me, you know, wasting all a lot of my money, wanting to be fixed, Not realizing that my, my mental state could not make that possible. (laughs) Even if I did meet the right person that could somehow magically fix me because I was coming at something thinking I'm broken, I'm lacking, I'm defective or whatever. I can never be healed, right? Like Mm -hmm. nobody can change your mindset. That's up to you to change it. Somebody can inspire you. Yep to change your mindset somebody can coach you along the way but ultimately it's your decision yep. and when you make that decision then a whole new world opens up
0: oh yeah well, we were, yeah we were just talking about this with regards to spirituality mm. and you know you can you can see the same thing over and over and over and over and over in as many different ways as you want but if you're not ready to be open to that concept you can't see it
1: no you can't you can never can't see accept it, it.
0: And then it's, it's interesting when you see somebody get there, we had a friend that recently just like blossomed in the the whole, the world of spirituality and such. And it was like a really interesting experience because before that point, it's almost like a light switch flipped. Yeah. Before that point, we had spent time giving them inspiration and and advice and, and, and telling them about ways that they could make their life better and whatever. And it was like, it was like. Everything we threw at them was just not hitting.
1: Yeah, we would get, I know, I know, I know. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there was always a reason why their life could not work out yeah. the way they wanted it to.
0: Yeah. Always an excuse. Yeah. Always an excuse. And they were always trying to find someone else to complete them. Yeah. They, they felt that the, the most important thing in their universe was finding that other person and finally they would be able to be happy. Yes. And um, and then all of a sudden, I think you were talking to them through text messaging or something like that. And then all of a sudden it was like and the light went off and all of a sudden they were just like everything just made sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And decided that they want to focus on themselves. They were perfectly happy being single because they know that when the time comes, they'll find the right person or the right person will come to them. But for now, they're just going to focus on themselves and, and keep improving themselves. Yeah. Not, not beating themselves down. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So it's almost like, it's almost like there's a scale. There's beating yourself down, being okay with yourself and then improving yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you have to ask yourself where you are on that scale. Are you, are you just constantly beating yourself down or have you achieved that point where you're, Okay with who you are, or are you at the point where you, you you're well past okay with who you are? Now you want to be better.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I think I think our outlook on life is 100% due to how we perceive the world and how we like the things that we tell ourselves. Right? Like, I totally get it. You know that everybody has difficult life experiences, but that that life experience is over. Like So for, I'll use myself as an example. So, you know, I, I mentioned before, I had a very, very, very abusive father who is uh, an alcoholic and I'm sure had lots of mental health issues that were not diagnosed. So he made a point of always telling me that I'm worthless. And he would point to his ratty slippers and he'd say, you see those slippers, they mean more to me than you ever will. So that happened, right? Like that happened and it's in, and it's done. But do I keep telling myself, consciously or unconsciously, oh, I'm worthless, because my dad told me, I'm worthless, I'm worthless, I'm worthless. Don't go for that job, because I'm worthless. Don't go talk to that person, because I'm worthless. Don't take that risk, I'm worthless. Or do I tell myself, you know what, that was Ben, that was his projection onto me, I feel for him because, God, he must have had such tremendous hatred for himself to say that to a young, innocent child. Like, that's, that's clearly somebody in, a, somebody in a lot of pain. And then say to myself, you know what? I, I'm an incredible human being, and I am somebody, and and I can contribute, and I choose to contribute. And what more can I do? And, and what else can I accomplish? You know, so my point is that, If you think your life sucks, it's because of the shit you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, because I bought into my sob stories. I bought into it hook, line and sinker. You know, it was, it was my identity. I was the victim, poor me, but being the victim also allowed me to get attention and support, which I perceived and and interpreted as love. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really love. No. You know, you can't really experience love until you start loving yourself. Then holy crap. Then you're like, oh, it's intoxicating. Like, I can't get enough of this. Mm-hmm. This, this is what love is? Oh, give me more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to victimhood. That sucked. Like yeah. that was dark and lacking and hurt and it was lonely and cold. And no, 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 you know, give me more love. Like I want, I want to receive more love. I want to share more love. What can I do to, to bask in this some more and soak it up?
0: Well, many people have somebody in their life that is playing the victim role and they're screaming out for help. And people spend a lot of time and energy trying to help that person. Yeah. And, you know, for a short period of time, they seem like they're coming out of it and things are getting better. And then they go oh, right back yeah. into it again. And then the and person then supporting them burns think, out. Well, yeah, that's and that's it. Exactly. At some point, whoever's supporting that victim mm-hmm. will eventually give up and yeah. and withdraw and and stop. Yeah. And so the victim stays where they are and the other person's move on. And
1: it perpetuates the victim's perception of reality, exactly. right? Because like, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. You yeah. know, and
0: or I, I thought p- you love me and you don't even care about me.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: It's not really the case no. actually.
1: No, it's actually if it takes somebody who cares about you to walk away and go, Absolutely. I can't let you uh, I can't keep playing this game with you, yeah. right?
2: You're enabling but, them. You're supporting yeah. their... But the
1: thing mission. is, you know, again, having been there, you can't pull somebody out of it. You can't even lead them out of it mm-hmm. until they're ready. Yeah. So as much as it hurts to see somebody going through that, the most you can really do is just, you know, send them love. Yeah. And, and if you pray, pray for them that they find their way. Yeah. But the sooner they come to their realization that they don't have to live that way, that they really do have a choice, the better. And the best thing you can do is to live by example.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, I don't think a more truer statement has been ever spoken. But live by example, you know. Yeah. And actually, that reminds me of an, there's another podcast that I listen to quite a bit called The Order of van And I hope somewhere out there, there's a female version of it. <laughs> because it's actually a really, really good podcast. Sometimes he gets his name's Ryan Mickler, and sometimes he gets a little over the top because he's very, very passionate. Mm-hmm. But he talks about that concept of integrity and, and doing what you need mm-hmm. to do, doing what you're supposed to do, uh, not lying, you know, being a good parent, a good. A father a good Mm -hmm. husband a good whatever a good uh, employee or a good business leader or whatever you happen Mm -hmm. to be and every single episode he provides information of of how to be better at who you are and and he's got quite a following and and all the power to him i think he's doing a fantastic job and and like i said i really hope there's a female version of that and if, if there's something out there if you're listening to a podcast or something where it's like the order of woman or something like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, where, where it's like constantly tips on how to be a strong woman and whatever, but they're not
2: mm-hmm. man
0: bashing and being crazy on the other side. If there's really something out there, let us know about it and we'll share it. Like we'll share it with everyone. Cause I think that's such a valuable thing to have com- camaraderie of, of your, your gender because because honestly I can sympathize with a woman till the cows come home and I can never totally understand what a woman goes through Mm -hmm. you know there there's the biological things that happen with a woman that are completely different than the biological things that happen with a man in the same Mm -hmm. way a woman can never totally understand what a man goes through Mm -hmm. biologically or emotionally or whatever I mean it's the world we exist in and Mm -hmm. although I, I'm a huge supporter of equality and workplace and, you know, wage equality and all those sorts of things. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. Mm-hmm. And there's no way, like like one of the episodes that he talked about with this, uh, with this really, really high-end doctor or psychologist or something like that. And this guy had written multiple books on the topic and they were talking about how in today's society, gender is almost eliminated in mm-hmm. schools, right? Mm-hmm. Like, boys are treated as, exactly the same as girls are and mm-hmm. and there's absolutely no separation mm-hmm. there and and it's actually been ex- extraordinarily unhealthy for society as a whole to not allow people to be who they really are right yeah and it's not about chauvinism or or feminism or anything like that it's about biology right and
1: we're wired differently that's just it we're exactly. wired
0: differently we're wired differently you know emotionally mentally physically there's differences mm-hmm. and and if you try to suppress that it's like suppressing anything it's like suppressing your emotions or yeah. or um, ignoring the fact that you have an illness yeah it's <laughs> not it's not
1: really suppressing I think it's just it's just that it's ignoring right like yeah. ignoring. Um, th- those natural traits. If teachers are not acknowledging um, traits that are common among boys, then boys can grow up thinking, "Oh, well, that aspect of me is not welcome or accepted yeah. or yeah. good enough." Right.
0: Well, one of the things that this this doctor or psychologist was talking about, which I, which really, like, I, I'm just like, "Wow, you're right." Is boys have traits where they like they like to wreck things and they like to play rough yeah, and they like yeah. to fight and whatever. And instead of redirecting, like a good coach, like a good team coach will redirect that energy into a team sport yeah. or, or whatever and, and let the boy be a boy, but, but redirecting it to a healthy way. Yeah. Whereas if you don't, then it's that, that energy goes into the wrong thing. It goes yeah. into causing trouble and, and, yeah. and making problems.
1: Physical, physical fight. Right. And-
0: but what's happening in society is when they see those traits in, in a child, mm. instead of going, we need to focus that energy, they go, oh, they're ADHD. Give yeah. them drugs.
1: Yeah, suppress them or numb them. Well, it's just like that article I was reading about, you know, in the 80s and 90s, that these these kids that, uh, especially girls, that signed um, chastity agreements with their with their dads, mm-hmm. that they're going to remain version versions until they got married um they found that it was it was it's catastrophic like a lot of mental health issues a lot of self-esteem issues um because life doesn't always work out that you meet somebody fall in love with them and, and get married and then have sex right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's a huge, huge problem followed. I don't even know what you'd call it. Like, backlash. It just did not work out anywhere near as well as they thought it would. Um, or it, it didn't work. It wasn't healthy in any way, shape or form. But what were they doing? Like, they were telling, they were encouraging girls and boys to not acknowledge their sexual urges, which is a natural part of being human, yeah. right? So, like, even even to the point where they're like, you don't masturbate. No, don't masturbate because that's sinful. Mm-hmm. Right? So I mean, how horrendous to go through your young adult life believing that.
0: Well, you're 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 consciously suppressing something that that should naturally be dealt with in a in a in a positive way. Yeah. And hello, when has that ever been a good thing in life? Yeah. When has that ever been something that that that, that has been successful right you know and like pick any topic fat all of a sudden someone said well people who have who eat fat in their diets are getting fat Mm -hmm. so they say they say it's bad to eat fat so everybody stops eating fat and all of a sudden there's there's all kinds of major health issues and then oh what the heck we do another study and we realize that fat is actually Crucial to a human diet, and it actually helps you lose weight. Mm. And it's actually the sugar that's causing the problem. Yeah. And so society is 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 messed up now. And it took years and years and years for it to to manifest to the point where people can actually see it plain and straightforward. I
1: know, I know. See, I, I look at nature and go, "Okay, nature, <laughs> Mother Nature has been around oh since the beginning of time." Figure, figure things out. Yet we come along, go. We know better. Yeah. We're gonna eliminate this insect, or we're going to, you know, um, change the biology of this plant to make it more resistant to the to the weed killer that we created, or or do something to just f- things up yeah. so royally that it you know it affects humans for many 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 years. And in some cases, we can't recover, right? Like corn, corn. There's no way that corn could be anything like like it was when it when we first discovered it, right? Because it's just been genetically modified.
0: Corn was probably actually pretty good for you back then.
1: I haven't. Why well, I, I think they only fed it to to uh, pigs and livestock. livestock? Yeah, but I'm not sure. But anyways, like it it baffles me that that man comes along and goes i'm smarter <laughs> i know what needs to be done let's do this let's tell children that they cannot feel sexual urges or or take care of them because that is bad and sinful and you know let's tell children that they're not good enough that boys should not be rough and tumble around and that girls should not be um, polite or 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 wear skirts or, or whatever it is like beats the heck out of me but it just you know it it's just mind-boggling like what happened to common sense <laughs> you know <laughs> common
0: sense isn't that common
1: well let's see we were created with sexual urges for a reason hmm, <laughs> I wonder if there's a purpose behind that. And, and if, if it's not to reproduce, maybe there's a better way that we can deal with those urges. And yeah, it, it's just something else. And, and again, back to, back to how, what we think of ourselves. Like, If there's one thing I could tell people, it's like, you're not broken. You're not fucked up. You're not defective. You are good. The way you are, you are good. Yep. Cherish that, celebrate that. And if there's something you want to improve, not because you want to be like, you know, Joe Blow down the street, but because you, you yourself want to be better at something or have more money or, or feel more beautiful or, or whatever, yeah. then take, take constructive steps to, to fine tune that.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, if you look at basketball player, they don't go, you know, dribble, 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 shoot a basket and make it and go, oh, I'm good. And that's yeah. it.
1: Yeah, they practice, practice, practice. They practice practice.
0: and practice and practice and practice. Because they
1: want to be the best.
0: Because they want to be the best. And so if you want to be a business leader, you don't just go, oh, I sold that that widget for way more than it's worth. I'm a great business leader. Mm -hmm. No, you you sold something. Good for you. Now, what's next? Yeah. How do you treat people? How do you treat your employees? How do you grow your business from there? You know, like there's so many aspects to it. And there's so many aspects to a human life. Whether you're talking about their relationship side of things, Mm -hmm. the business side of things, their parenting side of things, there's so many different aspects, and you can be better at everything that you do. Yeah, and it's your job as a human being to become better at everything that you do. Yeah,
1: and, and better at the things that you want to get better at. So, for example, an alcoholic is brilliant at drinking. They they conquered that skill. You know, yeah. is it still serving up? Are they ready to maybe put that energy channel that in another direction? Yeah. Because maybe, you know, being excellent at drinking yourself into a coma every night is not really helping you live the life you want. So how about we put that same kind of energy dedication and determination into maybe, I don't know, becoming really fit, yeah. running a marathon, helping children. I mean, whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, right?
0: Yeah. On that note. Mm -hmm. I think we're, we're coming up on the, uh, a good point to end the podcast on, you know, in closing, I think that I would like to, you know, reiterate the fact that everybody is enough. Mm -hmm. If they look at what they've achieved in their life and what they can achieve, if they put their energy towards something of value to better themselves or, or make the world a better place for others, there's so much that they can accomplish looking at other people to validate who you are and whether you're a good person is just a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And nobody, not your parents or your friends or your siblings, nobody is going to be able to validate you for who you are, only you can do that for yourself. So it's time to look in the mirror and go, I'm good and I'm gonna get better.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So on that note, Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share and give us a rating on iTunes or Google Play. We love to hear your comments, so please leave them. The show and all the accompanying notes related to each episode can be found at shizdiggity.com. So please go check it out. That's S-H-I-Z-D-I-G-G-I-T-Y.com. Until next time, this is Al and Rhea saying... Choose happiness.
1: And thank you for listening.